Welcome to the Iowa Agronomy Update, where we talk all things agronomics. I'm your host, Brent Schwinnaker, and this podcast is brought to you by Asgro DeKalb Brand Seeds. Hey everyone, and welcome to a new edition of the IO Agronomy Update. Uh, we're here uh, today on a Friday, and we've got uh, Josh Merriman back here from Climate. Hey, Josh, how are you today? Good, Brent. How are you doing this afternoon? Hey, good. Hey, it's the last day of summer. Uh, summer, uh, she uh, she tested us all the way to the end. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sitting out here. I went for a bike ride this morning, and I think yesterday it was about 92 degrees outside. And uh, this morning, I about got blown off with a 20-mile-an-hour crosswind, but it was only about 57. So uh, quite yeah. different weather that we see coming through here right now. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Our, our last podcast, we, uh, we talked about rain, rain, go away. And uh, that was awful fitting for uh, a couple weeks ago, but it also fits, fits right in here with uh, the, our northern uh, counterparts here in, in the northern part of the state. They've seen... Uh, some significant rainfall and, and certainly feel for those guys as we're on the on the cusp of harvest, maybe got a good start, but uh, that's that's a tough way to get started with that amount of rain. But hey, Josh, we got while we got you here, we wanted to kind of bring you on and talk uh, some updates about clock and what maybe what's new and maybe what we can look forward to uh, coming down the pipe here in the next few months. Uh, let's you know, right out of the gate here with harvest, Josh, it, it wouldn't be, it really wouldn't be a harvest or a planting season if Apple wouldn't come out with a new operating system right out of the gate. Uh, so many, many of us have maybe gotten the update to, to go to iOS 12. Some of us haven't. So what, uh, what's the advice from climate on what to want to do there if we get that alert? Yeah, no, great question, Brent. Um, as far as iOS 12 goes, we have had testing being done on it here the last couple months just to see if it was compatible with our app. Um, our engineers have not seen any issues with it on iOS 12. Um, you don't have to update to it to be running the latest, greatest as far as the cab app goes. But it shouldn't hurt you if you do run into something like that where you want to update it or it accidentally gets updated. So, um, no, Apple always releases in September, which for us in agriculture makes life a little interesting. But as of today, if you want to go ahead and update, you can. Um, if you want to wait off a little while, you can too. There's no problem on that side. Yeah, so it sounds like if, if things are running well, maybe leave it be. Or if you feel like you're venturous, maybe go ahead and download it and give it a shot. So Yep. Uh, the key that we always like to tell guys is that, at least on our side, is to uh, update to the latest and greatest on the cab app. Today, that is uh, 7.5.3. But I'm sure as some of the uh, listeners are listening to this, they will be already into future updates. Um, for, you, for those of you that aren't techies, um, one thing that you can always look at is that we update once a month generally. So 7.3 means that we're, or sorry, 7.5 means that we're five months in to the season and that it's the third release this month is the dot three meaning there. And so just, uh, just watch that. In October, you should see 7.6 come out there, and that has a little bit more compatibility in it there, too. Mm, good good information there on the on the on um, what version uh, we should be thinking about being on in the cab app. What about uh, 
what about our our black cab app there what uh, what version are we at there if we're curious about just getting everything upgraded yep so i i believe the version today and i'll just check here quick on my phone is uh 5.11 and again we kind of start then on field view we should be rolling out 6.0 here um within the next month uh lineup is um we actually have there there's uh little bit of update for today as we're looking at it we're on 6.0.1 is the mm. uh, latest field view version so okay. the uh, full app they always kind of run a calendar year starting there on september 1 so that's where we're at on the uh on the full app today okay good good stuff there josh as far as where where uh what versions we need to be on if we're gonna have the uh best uh best of the best as far as updates and fixes go as far as the apps what uh, let's let's jump into harvest here with with climate. What um what are some of the new features you guys have kind of rolled out here over the last uh, part of the summer and and what what are some of those exciting things that we can be uh, maybe playing around with as we get started harvesting? Yeah, no. Um, so when I look at new features this year that I get kind of excited about, um, the first one that just makes life a little bit simpler is within the cab app. We've always had field region reports. That's where you can circle anywhere on the field in order to uh, understand what yields going on there, hybrids, and really break out some of those reports. And then last year, we launched what we called the polygon tool, right? So you could draw it with a box. You could move some vertices there and really start to center in, really get more fine-toothed into um, an area. This year, what the Cab App team's brought forward that makes life easy and even easier for us with the fat fingers out here is the ability to do pass-by-pass. So you could do every other pass if you were doing a side-by-side. -side. You can do planter passes or combine passes if those are different widths. And you can even move in on the end of the field. So um, for those of you that haven't gotten to play with it, as long as you're updated to at least version 7.5, when you select to create that field region report, you'll have that those three different options there. And I think users will really find it um, easy to use and something that works well for them there. Um, when they're really trying to compare those results out in the field. Josh, you mentioned uh, being able to select on either planter passes or, or combine passes. Is is that the only limitation, or can we get into to some uh, tillage passes or sprayer passes or anything like that? Yeah, so that that's one of the nice parts of flexibility that they have. When it's listed on there, it will say select planter passes, but it really means just any pass. So let's say that you've got those strips of, um, you were doing fungicide strips, you know, 120 foot on, 120 foot off, and you want to just see how the pass did without the fungicide, the one with the fungicide. You've got that ability right there to select even from your sprayer map um, and be able to use it that way. So really very flexible tool where you're going to be able to break down what's going on on that operation. Yeah, I would I would agree. And remind remind us again, what was... What was the aggregated number on on the percentage of farmers that actually run some sort of research trial or side by side or some sort of uh, comparison in their fields? It was a fairly high number, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, when we pulled the numbers, it's well north of 50 percent of guys that are doing at least one side by side or have multiple hybrids in the field. Um, and then, you know, when we also look at it, a lot of the guys and this makes sense to me is that they're looking at a lot of different brands. They're trying to make decisions. Hey, what's working for me out in here for a seed brand? 
what's working for me out here as far as some of my different inputs that I got going on here. Yeah, and that's that's uh, you know really yield analysis has become uh, one of the key components of, of of the app, Josh, and and really what better way to start. Uh, analysis and start making decisions for for 2019 right there in the field region reports correct yep hey speaking of uh 2019 what um what do we got coming up that's new in in 2019 anything exciting or not yep we've always got plenty that's the nice part um when you think about technology as things are always changing and moving so uh i know it's been the last time we got to talk there was in early june but we've brought a lot of compatibility on this summer with third-party equipment. Um, for those of you guys running a Raven, Viper Pro, Viper 4, Egg Leader, where, you, uh, where you've wanted to be able to create those maps and before you didn't have the ability, we've got a lot of compatibility there. I will asterisk that just a little bit. Of egg leaders in our combines well, we're still working on some compatibility there but we can always data inbox those uh files afterwards so we we've really increased the capacity or compatibility with third party as far as data collection again which just is all about getting data into one place this fall one of the exciting things that'll be coming out here in october is the ability to do your dry fertilizer so now not only are we going to be capturing that anhydrous planting combine tillage layer but now we're going to come in there and we're going to say, hey, let's also be looking at what that dry fertilizer is. Uh, I work with one of the large egg retailers in eastern Iowa, and they are just biting at the bit right now to be able to get out there. And they've got eight iPads ready to go where they want to provide their customers with that extra experience of their as applied that is very accurate to what that mix is going on in there. So, um, you know, I think 2019, when I look at it, I'm really excited about that as far as uh, in the cab, out in the field. And then we've got some other exciting products in the pipeline too. So, so Josh, I guess maybe the simpler question would be on, on compatibility. Is there a layer that, that we're currently not compatible with? I mean, you're talking about dry fertilizer and hydrous bars, uh, tillage and the tractor planters, combines, you know, what, what's left to, to, to map here, I guess. Well, Brent, when you and I get into the helicopter business, I don't quite know where my drive diagnostic port is to go into that helicopter yet, but I'm sure we're uh, working to get there too. But outside of that, we're really uh, we're really there. As far as um, a field, especially when I think in Iowa, I, I can't really think of a pass that we aren't looking to be able to capture and making it really easy for you to capture and have it automatically onto your account there. And, you know, I'll even caveat even the helicopter side. I saw a lot of shape files imported this summer where it is the coverage map already of when that guy went and ran the aerial spray going on the field. So, in a sense, we still have compatibility there, not with the drive, but the drive really captures everything else. Great. Now, that's that's good stuff. And, and just, you know, more and more layers to add into that analysis just gives us more and more statistical power in, in making those decisions for, for next year. And it's, it's a lot of good stuff there. Um, what, what else for 19? Uh, what about, uh, you know, some of our variable rate scripting? I, I know uh, we've had some, some news come out about some of that for, for next year. What, uh, what does that look like for 2019? Yep. So variable rate scripting on, on our seed side, 
we've always had it for manual scripting that a farmer can go in there, create their own zones, do layers to make simple scripts. Um, but we've also had our what we call our advanced scripts function. And our advanced scripts uses uh, population data testing from Bayer Crop Science to build a yield curve out on each hybrid and then match that back up to a population that's specific for that hybrid. Um, one really exciting place is this next year, farmers have the opportunity. We're really looking to scale it up with who we're working out there with so they can do that for a dollar an acre on the corn side. Neat part is, is when we're looking at it, we can use both yield maps from previous years. And if you're somebody that's in a place where you don't have those previous yield maps, we can also use late season satellite imagery in order to help build some of those variability maps that can translate over into a variable rate script. So really every acre that's going into corn has a possibility of using an advanced script on it. Uh, that, that's a good point, Josh. So, you know, it is nice if you pick up a new farm or maybe you don't have the data for it, but being able to have that, that option for the non um, the, the non acre where they basically don't have the data, but, but if you, you're basically building that, that scripting layer here right now, as we're getting through harvest with these uh, harvestable layers right now. And those are, those are some of the key, the most important layers that we can add into that scripting algorithm, right? Correct. Yep. You know, to, to be able to have those yield layers is a very important part of building the script. Um, but it's also been interesting, too, if we think some of the concerns that go into calibration for yield and what, you know, previously we had before the drive, where there was issues as far as um, machine leg or multiple combines in the field. We've actually shown through our science team that late season satellite imagery can come and really accurately predict yield for the next year, almost looking at something like that, I, th I think that there's a lot of confidence to be had that even if you don't have that yield map, you're still going to get a good product out of it. Yeah, that, that's a good, that's good information. And really, you know, what better way to, to dive in and leverage all that data that you mentioned from from our Bayer uh, research teams, uh, basically around the Midwest, as far as uh, population by uh, pro product, you know, what, what better way to leverage into that information than with a dollar, dollar per acre. And so that sounds like a good combination there to get us ramped up in 19. Absolutely. What, what about nitrogen, Josh? I know we had a few people starting to dabble in, uh, into those nitrogen scripts last year and, and kind of get them exported. What, uh, what, what's, uh, highlights look like in, on nitrogen scripting for next season? Yep. So, uh, nitrogen scripting, again, it's very similar to what our scripting is on the advanced scripting, where we're going to, in 19, be able to use your different zones of variability that you have going on in that field. So different yield targets, different soil types, organic matter levels, um, really different, even if you have all the way down to different populations. Have those zones flow into our nitrogen model so that we can predict hey, here's what we think the residual nitrogen is going to be left for the year. And then finally have that with an easy executable way to go all the way into building a script to help you go out and correct any deficits that you have in the field. So it's really from beginning to end. Not only are you monitoring that nitrogen out in the field and seeing where each level is for your different parts of the field, 
that you have a way of switching that. So if you've got the ability to put on some in-season your rear, in-season wide drops, or even just your standard 32% side dressing, you're going to be able to go and take that data and use it to execute on your farm to be more profitable. Yeah. So, so when you, when we talk about one, $1 per acre on, on the nitrogen piece of this, Josh, you're talking like we could, we could utilize it uh, pre pre-planning timeframe and in season and, or, and, or both, or will, will multiple scripts double up on us there? Or is that a one-time fee? Nope. There is a, there's just a one-time fee there as far as going. You know, when I look at nitrogen, I really think that my season starts already in November or even October of this year. Hey, what's my pre-planning? I maybe am trying to do fall anhydrous. I can look at scenario planning of what does adding an inhibitor do versus not adding it. Then after I've started applying both my big rate in the fall and maybe early spring, if I have the ability, maybe I want to even start with a variable rate anhydrous script. But even if I don't, I do that base rate in the spring, I can scenario plan on May 1st. I can scenario plan again on June 1st and scenario plan on July 1st that if any of those in-season applications, I want to have them be variable rate, I can really stack them on top of other ones. So really, there's no limit. Once you've unlocked that acre for nitrogen, you have the ability to kind of play with it however you want and what makes sense for your operation um, as far as your equipment goes and what your needs are. Yeah, that's. It sounds like another another win win there. And a lot of our data continues to show year after year that splitting that nitrogen application, you can put the same amount down, but even if you're just splitting that into two uh, two applications, you, you're so much better off. And so, those of us with acres that uh, that can take advantage of that certainly um, could could utilize something uh, of this tool's capabilities. So. Yep. I think, you know, it, agronomically, we always want to get that nitrogen out and fed to the plant as close to when it wants to use it. You know, when we're looking at tassel time where it's really starting to ramp up its needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you and I, we've both uh, hung out in the hills of southwest Iowa enough to know that's not practical on every acre. But even if that's not practical, you still have the ability to look at your beginning of the season and kind of monitor it. I say keep away from the train wrecks, right? When times are tight, we can't have that field that falls apart on us um, because we came up short on a new train out there. Yeah. Hey, there's, uh, we're going to switch, switch gears here and, and get into overdrive and maybe talk about uh, what we've uh, kind of been hearing a little bit about this summer. Uh, you guys uh, announced a, a new tool for 19. Uh, we're going to be uh, uh, launching that uh, seed advisor uh, tool, Josh, and, and give us, Give us just a couple quick highlights, you know, maybe uh, what to expect here in the next year, maybe two years uh, before everybody, we get to see a broad, a broad launch of this. But uh, just give us the highlights of what, what does Seed Advisor really help us with? Yeah, no, that's great, Brent. I, I really appreciate leading um, to talk about Seed Advisor. So Seed Advisor, we uh, announced the launch of it at Farm Progress Show this year up in Boone. And what's really neat about Seed Advisor is it's taking some of those recommendations that Bear Crop Science can give out from their breeding trials and give out from their testing that we do and really translating that into making more wins for the farmer. So I'll give a good example. We started with testing last year 
and we did it on one large farmer over a good set of his acres, um, 25 plus fields there where we were doing comparisons. And across those fields, we were able to see a six to seven bushel lift compared to just what the farmer or the local agronomist would have chosen and what they were able to do combining our research and modeling and making that decision of what hybrid should go onto that field. And so this year we ramped that up and we said, hey, let's going to take that out to 20 to 25 farmers crossed a wider swath of the Midwest, the I states, Iowa and Illinois, and some into Minnesota and see if we can um, increase those. The early results that we're seeing back are very promising to say that that model is adding value out here on an operation. And, and the neat part to me, and uh, you know, I've had several people ask me and they go, well, are you replacing my local agronomist? Are you replacing me as a farmer trying to make decisions? And that's not what this tool is meant to do. This tool is to say, hey, you know, these hybrids move through the pipeline pretty quickly. Turnover is pretty quick as far as what first, second, and third year products you're um, planting out in your field anymore. This is a way for you to take the data that we already have about that product and best fit it to your different pieces of ground that you have to give it the best chance of success and to give you the maximum yield potential at the end of the year. So it's, uh, it's something that we're really excited about. You know, when we talk about dig, big science and data science, um, this, is, this is really what it should be delivering on, right? It needs to be delivering on more yield all the way to the farmer and providing value onto that acre for them. So it's uh, something that I'm very excited about and looking forward to get to uh, work with several guys in Iowa this next year. We're doing a limited launch in 19, so there's some select dealers in Iowa that are working with it. If, uh, if anybody listening to the podcast does have some interest, they can feel free to reach out to the Learning Center or myself, and we can try to work with you on that. But uh, we'll go full launch into 2020, where it'll be a broad acre product on it. Yeah, and just another another key point here of just another another tool that's really just leveraging leveraging that data you know josh we we've worked together probably five or six uh years now and uh you know when when we kind of came out with climate we kind of said that you know if if climate can figure out how to really leverage all of this research data and and turn it into insights you know this is really really where it's going to help the farmer out and and i think we've talked about three things that are really uh at the cusp of really taking off to do that so i, I appreciate your insights on all of these things josh Yep. No, I, I appreciate it, Brent. And it's, it's true. You know, you and I have been in enough research plots wondering where all the data went to and, you know, who's going to be able to utilize it. And I, it really excites me that we're at a point in the industry now where not only is it going to be used, but it's going to be used to help farmers increase yield out there. Um, you know, I think that's really the bottom line of what Bayer Crop Science is committed to is trying to say, hey, how do we get more out of an acre? Um, and we do it more efficiently for guys. So this is definitely a way to leverage that. And uh, it's just an exciting time to be working on some of it. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's definitely, definitely exciting stuff. And always, always good to hear updates because you guys are always coming out with new and exciting stuff and at, at a rapid, at a rapid speed too. So we always got to keep, keep up to date with those updates and, and what's going on and, and appreciate you jumping on Josh. You really do. Thank you. Stop. Sounds good, Brent. Well, you guys have a great harvest, and I wish a safe and a good harvest for everybody out there in the field listening. You bet. Thank you, Josh. And hey, Josh mentioned harvest, and we are 
we are on the cusp of getting started with harvest. Some guys are, are really getting a good, uh, a good dive into harvest. But uh, here in the next uh, few weeks on the podcast, we can uh, maybe start to hear some uh, harvest updates and even some product highlights uh, from what we're seeing in the field and maybe even go live to the field for uh, plot harvest here somewhere in the state. So uh, stay tuned for that and, and happy harvesting and be safe. And, and especially here on, on Farm Safety Week, uh, certainly appreciate all your business. And, and, uh, and certainly if you have any questions, feel free to hit us up on social media and we'll uh, get those answered. Thanks a lot. Have a good weekend.